To a very special episode of the honeymoon period. Three years in the making. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Finally, after three years, I've finally got an all wrestling episode. <laughs> so, if you've ever listened to the honeymoon period podcast before, you will know that um, we generally deal in television and film and random references to neighbours and Jeremy Beadle. Um, I think it's kind of the way that we position ourselves in the market. But um, on many an episode, we have reflected on the fact that Mark really, when we first started talking about doing a podcast, uh, Mark really wanted us to do something to do with wrestling, and all his dreams have now come true. Yes. For this is the wrestling episode. This is the WrestleMania 39 preview. Because, and where have you been, if you don't know this already, <laughs> Mark is going to WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles. Absolute bucket list for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, this is something that I've wanted since, probably since I was like 11. You were aware, you said, I should probably get some time aware. I was happy, and yes. you caught me at a really good moment. And so I was like, what can I start off with negotiations? <laughs> I'll start at the top and work my way down, and yeah, caught you at the right time. And from there, I booked everything because mm. you couldn't say no once it was booked. That's right. It's, well, it was booked that night, if I remember. It was. It was. <laughs> I had reservations on a hotel that very same day. So it's always been a dream of yours to go to WrestleMania. And yeah. even I know, with my very limited knowledge of wrestling and WWE, yeah. that WrestleMania is the, the zenith of the yearly programme. It, it's the thing that it works towards, is that right? So I think there's two reasons why WrestleMania is so special. I mean, it's always been where the biggest matches happen. And like you say, everything builds towards it. It's almost like a season finale of wrestling. Um, it's not a season finale because wrestling never stops. Mm, oh, obviously. Like yeah. Raw has been on every week for over 20 years including Christmas, including New Year's, sometimes falling on those days themselves. Um, but everything builds towards the biggest match of the year at the beginning of April or the end of March, depending on how it falls. And then the day after, they have the first Raw, and that's where you typically get all the new characters debuting, all the new storylines starting. And when wrestling's done really well, that's when they'll start and they'll know exactly where they want to be this time next year and work towards it. The second reason it's become so important is because since WWE started running major uh, arenas, so there's 60,000 people both nights at WrestleMania, everyone else in the wrestling industry thought, we've got kind of a captive audience here for the rest of the week. So they run so many different events. Ring of Honor, which is it's now owned by the second biggest wrestling organisation, but it's sort of the biggest independent even though it's no is longer independent AEW AEW yeah it's the second biggest uh, promotion see they, I know things well done this is great you're learning <laughs> <laughs> they bought Ring of Honor last year but before that they were the biggest biggest or second biggest independent organisation in the US at the time so they're running a pay-per-view on Friday nights there are so many other events going that you could go you could turn up on Wednesday in Los Angeles and you could leave on Monday and you could have a full day of watching absolutely world-class wrestling 
and not set foot in a WWE event quite easily. And there are people who are doing that. So, I'm not doing that, by the way. <laughs> this is a totally WWE experience for me. I took it something, realised it was like just after I'd landed, wasn't going to be a good idea. So I sold my ticket on. But uh, yeah. Um, and I think we'll come back to the things that you're looking forward to and, and what about that event is, you know, what your favourites are going to be and what, um, what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. But I think it's important to say that this episode is just going to be about wrestling. Yes, it that's, is. That's all we're going to do. So if you come for the, the TV and film, um, go back through the back catalogue and go to the episodes that will be coming out in the future. But this is pure wrestling. But thanks for the download. Yeah. <laughs> if you could download it about four more times so yeah. I'm convinced that wrestling podcasts is a good thing then uh, much appreciated well, what we wanted to do was because we've talked about it so much on the podcast and um, we typically do a bit of an introduction in our podcast episodes where we sort of catch up on what, what's been happening and I think for the last sort of what 10 episodes that we've done it's been well it's a uh, countdown to Wrestlemania and it's a uh, well countdown to Wrestlemania I don't think we release episodes that often <laughs> yeah. I don't think it is 10 well, it, it has been quite a build about up six so I think it's really important to have a chat about what this event means to you, yeah. what's going to be happening there, and, and just delve into the wrestling fandom as well, which I'm really, really interested in. And I'd like us to talk about the local wrestling scene as well in, yeah. the, in the northeast, and particularly Newcastle, where we are. So that's kind of what I wanted to do with this episode, if that's all right with you. I mean, that wasn't part of the deal, but yeah, yeah, go on then. I, I can talk about wrestling what? for... How long do you want this to be? Because I can well, talk for... Yeah, not that long because Succession's coming on. So <laughs> anyone listening, Succession's on tonight. <laughs> you'll, so you'll know when we're recording this. It's on at one o'clock in the UK time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I can carry on going till then if you if that's what you want. That might, that might be what ends up happening. Um, so you've talked a little bit about what WrestleMania is and you've sort of filled me in on, on the, you know, the where it fits within the wrestling year yeah. what i want to do is take you back to the start of the time where you you know got into wrestling what i remember from sort of like the late 80s early 90s are the big names like hulk hogan for example yeah. and you know what i shout at you to wind you up um when you're trying to talk to me about really serious wrestling i will always shout out things like big daddy because that's what i remember being on terrestrial television in, yeah. the, in the uk and that's kind of what i there's almost like those two two it's quite a juxtaposition isn't it you've got big daddy in his spandex and his you know and and almost jo a joke on the on the terrestrial television but then you've got people like hulk hogan who were um releasing cds well not probably not cds at the time it would have been tapes going into films uh, so i i've sort of got the impression that there was like a uk version that was sort of lower down the glamour scale and then there was this american version but really that's all i knew what about you how did you come across wrestling so i i vague i vaguely remember the uk stuff like hardly at all i mean my grandma was obsessed with it um but i never really remember anyone watching it in the house i remember it sometimes being on a saturday afternoon world of sport i mean you say about like big daddy and giant haystacks there's been kind of a reassessment of the UK wrestling now, and obviously they were just big old fat blokes who bounced around the ring. But the people on the undercard were, now I realise, incredibly influential. Um, Mark Rollerball Rocco was a staple on those cards. Like, in the mid-2000s, there was a wrestling channel launched, and he was on there, and it was like, shit, this is like J Japanese wrestling in the 90s. It was incredibly, incredibly, like very technical, a very technical style. And that's 
coming in now, like AEW has a fraction, um, a faction called the Blackpool Combat Club, which is started by William Regal, who you will be aware of. I, I am aware yeah. of him, yes. And and is designed on being this hard hitting Northwest uh, wrestling style. But I can I can remember hugely for some reason the really really vividly the very first time I heard of American wrestling because there was a um, we were, I was sat in the field at school and my friend Simon who had, who was the only person I knew who had Sky at the time said oh there's this TV show on called Ameri- it's American Wrestling and they have a fight in this ring and sometimes there's a cage and if and if, if they lose the cage match they like the spikes on one end and they, they put their opponent on them and they're dead <laughs> which makes me think he probably got a bit confused with the running man <laughs> yeah it does sound like it and then another lad called Rob who's in the year above turned around and goes oh do you watch that too and yeah and then about Six months later, everyone had the Merlin sticker book. Mm. And I remember looking and saying, oh, my favourites out of there was The Ultimate Warrior, who was a big... I'm going to say steroided up, because, mm. uh, yeah, it was. And Sergeant Slaughter, who was like an army guy. But it was just like watching... It was like seeing the real-life people of, um, of my action figures. Um, yes, because actually, because um, I know Sergeant Slaughter, because we've got a Christmas decoration of him. And it is very much that, almost like, it's very filmic, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he's got the big hat, it looks like he belongs in a film about Vietnam, and, you know, he's got all of the combat gear on, and he's a big bloke. Never actually a member of the army. <laughs> Stolen yeah, Valor, yeah, you know. Sure. Old Bob Remus. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And then a couple of months came by, and a lad at school whose dad owned a pub, therefore had Sky, Um used to tape the events and they were just passed around school like it was like, like you had them and the next day you got them and you got them and it was Royal Rumble 1991 and I remember putting it in and the championship match was the Ultimate Warrior fighting Sergeant Slaughter so I was like it's my two favourites and of course what happened to every boy who had a wrestling tape my dad walks in and goes you're watching wrestling you know it's fake don't you <laughs> So yeah, that was it. That that was my brief sojourn into thinking wrestling might possibly be real, or never actually thinking about that. No, you do, you just didn't think about the fact that the they were characters and there were a storyline. There were people behind the scenes. I was ten. I didn't. Yeah, yeah like so it, it didn't, never. It didn't occur to you. No, no, no. Oh yeah, look, never, not even hitting him would mm-hmm. be the phrase. Mm-hmm. I still says that to this day, uh, <laughs> yes. of course. But like, let's just address that fact, yeah. right? Because that seems to be. The thing that people say, like you do it's what's fake. shouted at you, isn't it? Yes. It's always like a slur, isn't it? It's like, oh, and I'll I'll demean your fandom because I'm going to tell you something that apparently you don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> let me tell you, like ninety nine percent of adults in that arena <laughs> understands that this is scripted and predetermined uh, sport. But these are so is everything else on TV. But Absolutely. these are people doing stunts live on TV each week, constantly as well. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like, and have an absolutely fascinating backstory, even taking out of what's on telly. <laughs> the business is run by egos. It's run by like absolute megalomaniacs, and so just finding out what's happening in the background is absolutely fascinating too. So that's what really hit me, and I've been in and out of wrestling as as fans. Like, I was probably out of it. Like when you rang me from Wales to say, get yourself away. And I was like, but yeah, like, because I'm doing it and I'm probably only going to do it once. 
I've been watching it quite hardcore just so I can really appreciate where it's going because this is probably the there is probably the best storyline that they've ever done like probably certainly the top three that is going on currently with the bloodline well, and do you want to talk about that and yeah should we get onto the card yeah, yeah. so the main event is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns unified the two titles uh, at WrestleMania 38 last year. And Cody Rhodes re-debuted with the company um, in the same event. He had been away for five years. He left because he's the son of Dusty Rhodes, who you may know. I do, yeah, I do know him. But I don't know why. <laughs> he I was... think it's maybe through listening to you when we first got together and you were sort of... You you are someone who watches the older matches. So yeah. you'll watch matches from the 90s in particular. And you listen to podcasts where yeah. they re-watch the matches. And so Cody Rhodes... Um, sorry, Dusty Rhodes fits for me that view of that old school wrestler with you know the the um the lycra and the chest out and slightly let's say larger tummy and you know it sort of fits it maybe um very bleached hair or yeah. you know that sort of yeah. style that, yeah that's him exactly yeah he's a big tubby mm. blonde bloke who was very influential in the 80s and into the 90s in the 80s he sort of was in charge of the wrestling that wasn't WWF. Um, big rivalry with Vince McMahon, so to the point where Vince McMahon created a character called the Million Dollar Man, who which he thought of himself, and made his servant uh, called Virgil, which is Dusty Rhodes' real first name. Right. Yeah, there's okay. a lot to unpick there. There's so much yes. to unpick. Yeah. And obviously Vince McMahon, I'm sure no one who is listening here will... <laughs> How am I unpicking that? I'm sure... Anyone who's listening will know people of know, but wrestling. Yeah. But in case you don't, Vince McMahon is the um, the man who owns, or until recently has owned and ran so wrestling, WWE slash F. He was the person who bought his... Wrestling used to be regional, um, and there was a cartel of independent small promotions that each had an area and wouldn't step on each other's toes. He bought out his father's promotion that was running um, New York, the New York area. So they had a really prestigious um, area. And then he took it national. He went and competed against the other promoters in each area. He would handpick their talent, offering more money. And then he would run Hulk Hogan, who was a big star based on Rocky Three, against their local talent, um, headlining a card um, against them and essentially put them out of business. Um, in the 80s he carried on all the way through the 90s he has carried on through to the 2000s but last year was implicated in a bit of a scandal and he has interesting political <laughs> collaborations as well obviously trump was very much involved in good friends with donald um, trump yeah um, so i even i know there's yeah. a family business as well with his wife going into politics or t- trying to go his into wife politics. tried to run for i never know how he, as, as, to be senator or congress yeah. or something like that yeah. uh, she was on trump's council mm-hmm. yeah um, there's a there's a lot going there's on a lot going we're on. not gonna go into that because the no. mans themselves are just 
you, that you we, could we could spend a three-hour podcast just on that. that. But it's interesting to think about that business side of things as mm. well and how the business is shifting whilst this is all happening. Yeah, it's now... So Head of Creative is now Triple H, who is Vincent Mann's son-in-law, married to his daughter, Stephanie. And it's widely agreed that it has been an improvement on the, on, on the product since Triple H has taken over. Um, look... Uh, there are rumours spreading at the moment that Vince McMahon is at certain amounts in control again. Who knows? Like, mm. there are certain things which have been said on screen where you're like, that's a Vince McMahon line. Mm. Because when you've watched it long enough, you can just pick him up like yeah. that. So who knows? He's trying to sell the company. He is certainly in, has somewhat power at the minute. He remains a majority shareholder. So, you know, he could fire everyone and... Um, it feels very yeah. succession, actually. So oh, sometimes when I'm thinking about it, it I think, absolutely wow, there's a lot of, succession. like... I know succession's meant to be sort of like based on the Murdochs and other... But it's like these family family businesses and the power struggles and things. In February, he fired that. his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Anyway, so Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Six years ago, Cody Rhodes was put in a tag team with his brother who wrestles as Goldust. He became Stardust and was a character who wore gold gold and black makeup, danced around, and Cody Rhodes hated it. He then left um, and was kind of the first person I can think of to kind of leave and go, you know what, I'm going to try and make my name on the independent scene. I can probably make more money and certainly be happier doing that. And as part of that, he set up, he was one of the people who set up AEW, which again, as mentioned, is now the second biggest company in North America. He has now come back. Um, I think reasons why he's left AEW, the thing that he set up, no one's quite sure probably had a falling out with the people the people who he set it up with or at least saw the grass is green on the other side I mean he's headlining Wrestlemania so it was yeah, a good decision yeah, yeah. Um, so the, I think the plan was always for him to come back and certainly challenge at this Wrestlemania he had a horrific injury halfway through the year um, what two Where... so he tore his um, peck essentially oh, off the bone yeah the night like, before like... an event <laughs> yeah and still competed wow so when he took off his jacket, oh, yeah. you can hit like if you if you look mm. it up on YouTube, you can hear the gasps as he takes off his jacket, and you his to see. Yeah. chest is just purple. Oh, yuck! Came back at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, won the Royal Rumble, and um, a, a now is challenging Roman Reigns mm-hmm. for both the world titles. Technically, you should only be challenging for one, but I think it's just yeah, anyway. And Roman Reigns has been a, a name within wrestling for many, many years. So has he, has he just, is he just winning all the time? That's the kind of, as a non-wrestling fan, as someone who doesn't watch it, um, watch it religiously, yeah. and as someone who catches it when you've got it on or when you're talking to me about it, it just seems that he's been around for a long time and he's, he's always winning. Is that right? So Roman Reigns is like third generation superstar. He is... People will say he's cousins with The Rock. I mean, he's Samoan and Samoan families work in funny ways. I think there are two different families and they are joined by two um, two patriarchs okay. becoming blood brothers. Therefore, right. their family is officially joined. Okay. They're not, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Um, he joined as part of a group called The Shield, um, but was very, very, very clear that he was thought of as being the next big superstar 
to the point where he was pushed down people's throats and the fans rejected against him. Um, being this big good guy, mm-hmm. the best thing they did for him was turn him bad guy. Okay. He then assembled this family of um, of family of followers on who are his real life family basically, okay. um, the Usos who are um, sons of Rikishi who you might know, and then you won't know no. that. No. <laughs> Just like looking at you. Uh, and then they added their younger brother Solisicola uh, during the year. He has Paul Heyman who is the best manager in the business, uh, like just for. For pure microphone skills, mm. absolutely the best in the business. And he can hype up anything. And he has been world champ. He's been universal champion for, uh, I think, two years now. And has been the world champion for uh, a year. And has just been booked to look absolutely unbeatable. Because he's if he if he doesn't beat you, he's got a whole lot of like putties from Power Rangers who will jump, They'll on, just jump on and, and yeah, in yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and mm-hmm. interfere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's been booked as being unbeatable. Um, so yeah, let's uh, and that's what you're going to see that that interplay between Rhodes and Reigns. Yeah, um, Cody wants to win because it's the title that his dad never won. Right, that's how it's been mm-hmm. built up. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes was spent his final few years working in the performance center and helped to train Roman Reigns. So they've been playing on that. Yeah. Um, they've been doing a lot of like he's the son. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, yeah. The, and you were not his favorite son, and all of this yeah. sort of business. And I've seen yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing was, you know, um, oh yeah, God, you know what he said about you, Cody? He never mentioned you at all, <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. It's. It, absolutely brilliant brilliant promos Mm. the other side of this is there was just after Wrestlemania last year um, there's a wrestler who was genuinely one of my favourite wrestlers called Sami Zayn who's I think I've mentioned on the podcast Mm. before but he looks a little bit hipster he's smaller wrestler Mm. he's got red hair he's half Syrian half Canadian has a big beard and long long red hair a smaller guy like he's I mean if in any other setting he would be like the most built guy yeah, going out there but he, he looks small he's more nimble than that and he started hanging around with them and being a bit of an annoyance but trying to get in with the bloodline because because why wouldn't you want to be in the bloodline because you know he got beat by Johnny Knoxville at the last Wrestlemania oh, no. in a what was actually yeah. a really entertaining match okay but, but yeah. if you are losing to a jackass celebrity, then mm-hmm. in storyline, you are yeah, yeah. like you might, <laughs> might have changed your fortunes. And they tolerated him for a little bit, and then he like started to be useful. So they brought him in. They made him Sammy Uso. Okay. Um, gave him a Sammy Uso T-shirt, but then they wanted him to turn on his friend Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens um, said, oh, they're going to turn on you, they're going to turn on you. And then so, and then um, they fought each other at Survivor Series in War Games. So the whole of the bloodline against a team headed by Kevin Owens. Um, Sammy gave his hell of a kick to Kevin Owens and then offered him on a plate to Jimmy Uso, who was the person who really hated him being in the bloodline for the pin to win the match. Um, and then Jimmy accepted him into the bloodline. It was really like okay. proper, well-told, long-term storytelling. Um, then at the Royal Rumble, Kevin Owens challenged Roman Reigns. After the match, when Roman Reigns won, because spoiler, Roman Reigns always wins. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
everyone attacked Kevin Owens and then they wanted Sammy to hit him in the face with a chair when he was beaten. Sammy said, look, you don't need to do this. Roman Reigns passed him the chair and he hit Roman Reigns with it. Okay. Walked off. There's been, like, didn't know whether Jimmy, who really accepted him, oh, sorry, Jay, sorry, um, didn't know whether Jay had accepted him or not. Um, he sided with his brother and so a couple of weeks ago, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn made up and what everyone says should be the main event, or a lot of people are saying should be the main event of night one, probably isn't going to be, but is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn challenging the Usos for both versions of the World Tag Titles, which okay. they've held for, I think it's now the longest reign. And you're saying you don't think that's going to happen? No, it will happen, it just won't be main event. Oh, okay, right. Uh, yeah. This is one of the best storylines ever done by WWE. Um, like, when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens made up, I was, like, welling up. Which, as you will know, isn't an exclusive <laughs> no, <laughs> club. But that's right. Everyone, Sami Zayn challenged um, Roman Reigns last month uh, in his hometown in Montreal at Elimination Chamber. And it just, just happened too soon. Like, there was an argument for putting Sami Zayn in the in the main event and making it a three-way. Um, because he has had the year that the wrestlers dream of. He has become a top-level talent. He has gotten himself over, as they would say in the business. And he's, he's, had, he's had the year of his life. And some, I really hope that they're going to do it because the crowd is going to go mad when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win those tag mm-hmm. titles. More so than Cody beating Roman Reigns. Okay. I think because there is more, I think there's more sympathy with uh, Sami Zayn. And yeah, uh, I'm, he's been my favourite wrestler um, since I started watching again in like 2013. And I am, that's the match I'm so that's excited about. That's what you want to say. And yeah. a, a, how many matches are there in like a Wrestlemania event it is does it start really early so it's now over two nights okay it used to be that it was like six hours long seven I, hours I think long that's what I remember is sort of like, I'm sure in the past when you've been watching it it's, it's a bit like Eurovision it starts early and then it just carries yeah. on through the night there's 13 matches announced so far um that's but that's lot. over two nights but over two nights right so it's okay. probably gonna be four hours per night Okay, uh, that's three not or four bad, hours actually. That's yeah. not bad because I think sometimes when it gets to that length of time, the momentum goes or the crowd peaks, and then it absolutely. You know... And I think that was a problem. Like mm. the length was was a massive problem. Hey, because... It's a lot for people because it's it it's it's relatively family friendly, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So you kids, so even teenagers, you know, there's a certain limit yeah. to you know how long you want to be up for. Yeah, um, like. I mean, it's very unfriendly for UK audience. Mm. Like I was, I remember one year coming to bed just as you were getting up to go yeah, to work. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, about I think half that's what I'm remembering, thinking, God, it's just gone on for so long. But of course, the time difference. Yeah, now, you won't have that because you'll actually be there, which would be good. I mean, I'm not gonna have a lot of time to to, to transition to, to like. Transi- yeah, yeah. I so know. yeah, but there are there are other matches that are so the match that's probably gonna headline night one is Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. I don't care about Charlotte Flair. Okay, yeah. Um, Charlotte Flair, son of Ric Flair, who... <laughs> Daughter of Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, it's been a long one. Yeah. Um, Daughter of Ric Flair. Uh, she is... She's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's all 
<laughs> that means damning with faint praise, that is it? She's perfectly fine. She's been around a while, has it? Even I know about Charlotte She's Flair. been on the main roster yeah. now for probably eight years. Mm-hmm. She is a 14-time world champion. Yeah. She took about six six months, nine months off last year okay. to get married. She yeah. went and got married to Andrade, who's a wrestler who is currently with AEW, previously with WWE. Mm-hmm. Came back, first night back, won the Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Yeah. Yeah. She's fighting Rhea Ripley, who's a really interesting fighter. Okay. She, um, these two had a wrestling match three years ago. I think it was the first COVID WrestleMania. Um, where Charlotte Flair won the Royal Rumble and if you win the Royal Rumble you get a shot whichever champion you want she couldn't choose who but Rhea Ripley was in NXT at the time and kind of stepped up and said like why don't you challenge me and the I don't know whether it was ever officially said but the subtext was that she saw this like youngster coming through and tried to like nip her at the bud and, mm-hmm. and she ended up beating her for the title which was an interesting choice and not one I would make, but yeah. something that WWE does more than often. Mm. Um, but yeah, Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble, has chosen to challenge Charlotte Flair, and she's had a hell of a year as well, mm-hmm. um, Rhea Ripley. She's um, she's Australian. A little bit, she's in a group of called the Judgment Day, which are a little bit she's gothy. a little bit gothy. I was about to yeah. say, she wears sort of lots, lots of dark eye makeup, got dark hair. She's very, very dominating mm, mm. to the point where you know like she knows what she's doing mm. she um she when she's when she's wrestling women she pins them in a very interesting way okay. and do we believe social media have definitely picked up on that mm. and gets a lot of likes over it um okay. yeah she dominates them Roy, Rhea Ripley needs to win this yeah um even though Rhea Ripley is the bad guy in this um no, I think everyone's just sick of Charlotte Flair. It just needs to change. Rhea Ripley will be cheered. Mm-hmm. Um, Any others? So, the match that was made just this week gone, although it's been building up for nine months now, the Battle of the Mysterios. Ah, oh, now I know Rey Mysterio. Rey, you know Rey Mysterio? Yep. He's taking on his son, Dominic Mysterio. Oh, really? Who, oh, on, wow. who on screen is the boyfriend of Rhea Ripley. Oh. That's interesting. Now, was Ray, did Rey Mysterio have have a wrestling dad as well? Is that a um, a sort of a, a a pipeline of of family wrestling? Yes, because I mean he is Rey Mysterio Junior. Right. Okay. You will not know Rey Mysterio no, no, Senior. Yeah, that's what I'm, like I'm, I think he made one appearance on a WCW pay per view once, but I was like, yeah. well played. Okay. Where you got mm. that from? Yeah. Okay. So he's wrestling his his son. With yeah, his son turned on wow. him to join the Judgment Day. Of course. Um, and everyone kind of saw that coming, mm-hmm. which is sometimes a good thing. But he's very green. He's very. He's not very interesting. Is Dominic at Christmas? They made the best possible decision in having doing a little skit where he tried to barge his way into the Mysterio family house okay. to crash Christmas dinner going, wow, didn't I get an invite? Why didn't I get an invite? <laughs> Getting taken away by the police. Right. And then transferring to being prison Dom. Right. Who's coming and going, the things I saw in prison, man. <laughs> you drawing on a little teardrop tattoo <laughs> and people like going, you were in the cells for two hours. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I saw. My cellmate was a getaway driver. He taught me all the tricks. <laughs> Perfect yeah. cheesy bad yeah. guy wrestling. Like, I mean, he's 
he's now got himself to be a, like a really good asshole on TV, and it's it's took a little time. I don't know how this is going to turn out. Like it could end up like like it could depends on how the crowd take to it. Typically, family matches don't don't go over well for some reason, and I don't know why. Like certainly, I've not seen many father and son matches just purely because the logistics don't really work. But yeah, when you get brother and brother matches. Mm. Doesn't for some reason work. they never really work mm. even though like it seems like a natural storyline I don't know yeah. whether it's like in the heart of hearts people know that yeah you probably just made it backstage and mm-hmm. it's harder to believe I fear for Dominic because I don't know where he's going to end up after this this is a natural feud and once this is over with where does he go from here is he ready to like carry a thing where he's not been winding up his dad trying to get his dad to hit him which he did the, the weekend mm. Wrestling's amazing. There's, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> going to be a lot, a lot going on. Um, away from the, I'm going to call it the wrestling arena. Is there anything in Los Angeles that you're looking forward to seeing? I mean, I'm looking forward to everything. <laughs> I'm looking forward to like just. I'm just looking forward around to Venice Beach. Venice and, Beach. Yeah. I mean, you will know that I've been looking at a. Um, <laughs> looking at a webcam of it. It's just an easy way to see what the weather's like. There's yeah. a webcam on Venice Beach and. <laughs> and then you can just see, what's you see what the weather's like yeah and they kind of highlight things in the past so it's like if you scroll to five o'clock there's a guy who looks like um richard branson driving down, <laughs> walking down the street or like here was sunset or here's a rocket launch in mm-hmm. the in the background yeah um so there's gonna be lots to see as well outside of, sort of yeah WrestleMania got, and the other go to hollywood to. um yeah. i'm gonna see if i can see the uh, tcl chinese theater I'm probably just going to do a tour because, yeah. like, it's a big spell to go um, to go to the cinema. To, to go to the and, cinema yeah. and I think yeah. you're going to go see Dungeons and Dragons. As well, well, that's the film that's out <laughs> next weekend. I'm going to try. I'm going to go up to uh, the Griffiths Observatory um, because I've been there so many times in Grand Theft Auto <laughs> and San Andreas. Um, I probably want to fire a bazooka into the city at this <laughs> Please one. Don't. Um, Please don't. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've not got long to see Hollywood. Mm. Uh, I've not got long to see LA at all. Yeah. But I'm gonna try and pack everything in. I'm just gonna go on an yeah. top bus tub yeah, because that's yeah. what we yeah, do. Of course, that's what we do. When we go See to everything, the place, and yeah. then and then I've got a couple of mornings where I can kind of fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one more one more match mm-hmm. to mention: mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. He's on our kitchen wall. At he minute. is. He's currently March on the he's, WWE he's calendar. The calendar. <laughs> he's calendar boy for March. He's fighting the person who I would a year ago would say I was least excited to see at this. Who would that be then? Logan Paul. Oh, look, I don't really yeah. know much about him, but I know he's not. He's he's like a celebrity away from wrestling. Was yeah. he a YouTube star? He's a YouTube star. Um, I am too old. Yeah. He he made his name doing controversial things. Okay. Like, I remember him doing a video uh like a Japanese... Uh, suicide forest oh, where yeah oh. it was widely criticised of yeah, course he would yeah, be yeah. I mean I don't want to okay. you don't need me to defend him but no. if I had a camera at 21 I'd probably do something Something's that people stupid. would probably yeah mm-hmm. but anyway yeah I was he's got into like celebrity boxing and things like that and you know made millions of dollars doing that and has got into WWE Logan Paul is one of the most gifted natural athletes I've ever seen. Against all odds. Against all odds. He is far too good for someone who... And I'm sure he's had the best trainers in the world, like, in the background, training him up to do to, for these matches. 
I've never seen anyone after four, four or five matches like he has done have the matches he has. Um, so, Seth Rollins is an absolutely amazing wrestler. Um, I'm not a big fan of his character at the minute. He just seems to walk around pretending to be the Joker from, um, from oh, yes, Joker. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah these two were probably contender for match of the night, um, match of the weekend even. So, yeah, like... There's plenty of things away from, like, the main... I never know what to call it. The main event? Is that, like, the Rhodes, Raymond, um, yes. Rhodes and Reigns? I mean, that's event. just the match that, that just... goes on last. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah the last match. And it's, so, it, I mean, it's, it, there's plenty there, isn't there? There is, I mean, there's always. Everyone gives it the role in WrestleMania. Mm. It is the, probably the biggest payday of the mm. year, and it's the all eyes are on them this weekend. So, yeah. I mean, also, there's a, there's a match on... And we're going to the NXT card on the Saturday morning, because, you know, like... Why stop at four hours of wrestling at a night when, <laughs> like, at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm going Do you to realize see... this is your only time to, like, get some sleep away from the uh, three, nearly four-year-old that we have in our house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, nine o'clock in the morning, I'm going to NXT, which is the WWE feeder system. Um, they've got another event just down um, at one of the big arenas there. Um, and, yeah, so they're going to... They're, there's a ladder match, which is for the US title... Sorry, the North American title, which is Wesley versus Ilya Dragunov, which is versus JD Madonna versus Dragon Lee making his WWE debut versus someone else who has been announced, but I've not seen the episode. It's been pre-taped and I've not seen the episode. It doesn't come out until Tuesday. So please don't spoil me. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's so that's 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 bad because there's like four of the best um, like high flyers and Ilya Dragunov is more of grounded wrestler but they can really work well in ladder matches so yeah just saying names to me now <laughs> yeah I know this means nothing to you but that's that really is likely to be a, like one of the top matches of the weekend and then when you come back from LA and Wrestlemania you're going to see more wrestling <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I'm going off that weekend yeah, yeah. because um, but, but more close to home um, very close to home yeah because so... you're, you're going to see wrestling at North a lovely happy byproduct of this is that I started looking. There's an online wrestling um, database called Cage Match, which is a German site, and if you type in a wrestler, it'll tell you every match he's ever had, like listed. And you can obviously search for events and stuff like that. And I was like looking, I was like, I wonder what wrestling goes on in Newcastle because there's wrestling everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like f- even from from things like the American wrestling you see in newsagents' windows. Posters, yeah. To really quite like professional um, independent shows, I, I was looking online, found a show, and I was like, "Oh, this dump!" Like the thing that sold me was it's in a brewery. <laughs> yeah, got married in a brewery. Watch wrestling in a brewery. It's just down the road from us. Like it's like three miles. So and there's, there's always a uh, like a pizza, wasn't there? Like beautiful yeah. pizza. So and... there's a there's a wood fired pizza van <laughs> outside. You can go get a pizza, get a few pans, mm-hmm. and watch some wrestling. Yeah. So I was like, I have no idea what this is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And then the Cultaholic podcast, which if like is a big UK wrestling podcast. They're based in Newcastle, and they talk about it a lot. And I think that's probably what made me look at this one in particular. They talk about it, and one of their presenters is the commentator and ring announcer there. So I was like, oh well, it must have some <laughs> some like credibility. But I went, and I was like, went last November, I think it was, and I was blown, totally blown away. away by yeah. it, actually, right? yeah. it's such a. It, I mean, I've I've only ever been. To 
two like wrestling shows in my life up until that point like both WWE and but this was so like I think I came back to you and said oh they've got such it's such a good thing they've got going there yeah. it's everyone gets on with each other there's yeah. no dickheads yeah. everyone's nice to each other it's incredibly diverse it's incredibly cause... diverse incredibly inclusive yes Um, you know like you like anyone that I who went there I honestly feel would be made to, made mm. to be welcome mm. Um you just don't see the kind of like let's face it we were at the darts on um on 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 thursday yeah in newcastle you know which is a similar environment of like a sports and beer Mm -hmm. and everything like that and we saw a fight (laughs) we saw another guy (laughs) almost almost had a fight yeah and we were looking around at the accessibility, which yeah. is always at the front, forefront of mine because our son's a wheelchair user. So we're always looking around at the accessibility and it wasn't to the extent that I would have liked. And yeah. the, I mean, the diversity, I mean, I know it starts, but it was, it was really lacking, wasn't yeah. it? In, in terms of um, all sorts of demographics, it was very much the same person. Yeah. Um, you know, as a woman as well, I, I, think I, I spotted a couple of other women there. But yeah, it the the videos of the uh, of North that I've seen, um, because you get to watch them, and the most exciting bit for me is like spotting you in the crowd, which <laughs> so is very fun. exciting. And one one of the wrestlers like went right up to you. The yes. last time you were there, and so yeah. you're just there. You're just there with it. It's, it's very exciting for me. But when it's I went, you. when I went, and mm. no one was wrestling at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, sorry, there was one guy who was in NXT UK called Amir Jordan, who was a guy mm. who was stood next to me. But yeah, um, like I knew no one at all. And I don't think even Amir Jordan was announced for the first one I went mm. to. So, um, yeah, I it was a complete unknown for me. I then like when I got back and. Seriously, one of the matches was one of the best matches I've ever seen. Like, certainly live, but also, like, probably for a long time, like, the tag matches, Boisterous Behaviour, who are one of the, like, the tag champs, are absolutely amazing, and they find the best tag teams in Britain to, for them to fight every <laughs> every event. Um, but then I was, like, looking, and the main event was the champion, um, Liam Slater, versus Michael Oku, and... It was a great match, absolutely brilliant, and I was like, "God, these two can really go." Oh, I, I wonder what I wonder what these guys get get up to because never really didn't know the name to look them up. I then get home, and the first pe- person announced for the um, Battle of LA, which is a Los Angeles-based um, promotion called Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, which is if you imagine like the most, it's. How would you describe what would you say? It's the it it's kind of the the most lockdown niche hipster wrestling going. They okay. don't the only the only run small arenas because they um the, the because they don't want like to get too big for the booze. They don't release like most wrestling now you can catch on streaming. Yeah, if not live, like a couple of weeks after. They don't have any streaming uh, options. It's very underground. You can only catch yeah. them on DVD. Okay, very exclusive. Yeah, mm. I mean it's. Yeah, I mean, it's full of, like, I guess it's full of the LA wrestling scene. I mean, mm-hmm. Dave Meltzer is a, a regular there who you will know for selling bears. He sells bears. Dave Meltzer selling bears. We need to put a link to that yeah, in. Yeah, I some, might put that on the end. I yeah. just might. Um, and, yeah, so, and he ended up fighting Chris Jericho, who even you will have heard of in this. Um, the One of the wrestlers on there was a guy called Effie, who I had no idea who he was. Came out, um, of, 
um, character is uh, character and the rest of himself is gay. Uh, that was what I got from them from the match. I then look and um, Effie is a star of GCW, which is the biggest now the biggest independent wrestling federation in America. Now that Ring of Honor's been um, been bought out. Um, he runs Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Is running one um, at WrestleMania weekend. Uh, is running one in the UK. The first ever Big Gay um, UK brunch. The same weekend as um, Eurovision in Liverpool. Oh really? Yeah, and all the all the performers on there are LGBT plus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, it's real. Yeah, I think that's the thing about wrestling. It is really inclusive, and there is something for everyone. Like if like. I imagine the Big Gay Brunch is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I wish I could have got tickets to it this year, but they sell out instantly because it's, yeah, it's yeah. something different. Yeah. And I think if there was one thing I was going to say about wrestling, that like, if there's something on the card that doesn't appeal to you, and I mean, when you watch NXT, you're like, what the hell is this? Sometimes, yeah. Because there's a bit of comedy in there. Yeah. Like, and... I'm not that much of a fan of, like, the, the overly comedic... Like, those people that come out and they're throwing the pancakes at the crowd. What what were they? The new day. Yeah, they cannot stand the new day because it's overly comedic. I just don't like. Doesn't it look like I bring like an umper band out with them and like do like really big brass? Xavier Woods yeah. has a trombone. I mean, I don't understand <laughs> why. It. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about that that just winds me up slightly. I, it, I think it's the chucking food at people. But anyway, this is me. I don't understand um, why... I don't, like, yeah, like, no, one I, just, of them I was... took against them because <laughs> they were just over the top. I, was just, I think I was watching it with you going, oh, it's just too much. It's just too much. They need to calm themselves down a bit. But if you're not for but them, yeah, then there'll be yeah. an ultraviolet match on next. Yeah, and yeah, there'll be yeah. like a really technical match on yes, later. Like, a lot of wrestling, a lot of the time... Like, I think the in-ring product is better than it has, has ever been. But there's a lot of stuff in wrestling that's pretty shit. Mm. Especially, like, decisions that are made where you're like, why have they done that? They've, abs- like, a lot of it's done for politics reasons. Like, there'll be someone who's, like, re- the crowd's get really getting behind. And someone on, someone backstage will say, getting too big for his boots. We'll have him losing 10 seconds to, like, someone who's been around for years and dad getting no benefit out of this. But it's 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 a lot of fun, and yeah, um, H- hence why you're going all the way to Los Angeles to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I I, I just need to get out of my system. I think is the is the time I'd use. Yeah, and then I'm really interested to see what happens when you when you come back. So you come back, you go to North, and then um, I think you'll continue going to oh, those events. I'll, I'll think continue going really, to North. Really good. North is you always come back really happy. Yeah. Um, it's like wrestling is a big if you're going to watch wrestling every week it is a big investment like WWE has seven hours of first run like premium programming mm-hmm. plus like an extra hour of like main event which plays no part in like the weekly storylines plus NXT level up which again plays no part in it um, the launch of NXT Europe in the year in the, in the years surprised. in time yeah. um, the close down NXT UK last year and then launching Europe this year and then there's AEW which has got another two hour show and then a one hour show after that and they're launching a third show um, and then a reality TV show on top of it <laughs> like you but on the plus side like streaming has meant like we used to have to I used to have to like send a check 
to a bloke, like, randomly, just to get a tape sent to me that could be any sort of quality. Mm, yeah. You can now, like, you can now watch North in America um, as part of, like, a six ninety nine a month subscription because Fight Plus, they've, they've put the things on Fight Plus, they're available everywhere, and, you know, like, it's... There's really, really good wrestling out there, and you don't have to go to like the main major major companies. Like, just if you've got any interest in wrestling, like certainly WWE wrestling, just see what's in your area. Because what I've learned is because the the they will get like north, and it's only there's only about three hundred people go to north. So I'd love to understand the economics of it all, <laughs> but that's just me. But they get like major stars over, and I'm like, right, clearly my my eighteen quid that I pay to go in has not paid for, like, even if you times that by 300. Like, okay, so it's probably paid for an airfare, but, or two, but, like, then everyone else is not getting paid. Like, and I know that they split them between, split, like, airfares and stuff like that, between people and stuff like that. So people, like, um, Ali Catch was, um, who is a, actually Effie's tag team partner, um, and a brilliant female wrestler. She does a lot of intergender wrestling and fought Rory Coyle in the last North show. She was, she was up last and really, really, uh, <laughs> really, um, had a really, really entertaining match with Rory Coyle, which culminated in them, um, her wanting to recreate the film Ghost with the referee. I remember that because you showed me that. Afterwards. Yes. Yeah. See, that I don't mind. <laughs> See, something for everyone. Um, <laughs> And and then she would spend she spent that night in wrestling Newcastle. I think another night she wrestled in Manchester for Progress, mm-hmm. which is another semi national UK um, company. Yeah, it, there's there's good wrestling everywhere. I mean, there'll be bad wrestling everywhere. So like, take your time to do some research into them if you are going to give them your money because there were there have been allegations of abuse through throughout UK wrestling in recent years um and it's it's really sad to say but um like there are a lot of people who have been blackballed and blacklisted but you know it's happened once it it it's got the potential to happen again mm-hmm. so just look at what I'll say is just look at uh, look at the values of the companies you're spending money for but just check them out like there's another company that's opened in Newcastle this weekend um apparently going for the more family um, oriented market. Okay. Um, so not in a brewery. No, 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 no. It's actually, actually at Forest Hall uh, Social Club oh, or Town okay, Hall something, right, okay. which is literally just yeah. up the road. Um, apparently, some of the kids were throwing cups into the ring, and there oh, no. three announcements saying, "Could you please stop your children stop your from children. throwing litter into the ring?" <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, um, I I'm going with an open mind. Yeah. Um, like. I, my seats, I will not be able to see any more than I will be able to at home. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's the atmosphere. atmosphere. It's there. the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And hopefully, um, we will be catching up when you're there <laughs> to try to try. Was in bird comments. Try to do an episode over the 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 over the ocean. Go on. Which ocean is it? Don't know. You do know. I really don't. Um, anyone who. Has not listened to the podcast will not know that my geography is shocking, um, and also I just don't want to learn either. So Mark tries to teach me things, and I just go, "Yeah, that, that I just don't care." Um, so anyway, Atlantic. So you do know? Mm, I was I was fifty fifty. What was the other one? Pacific, but that's the other side, yes, isn't it? Yeah. 
Um, okay, so across the ocean, we're going to try and catch up because, you know, technology these days can do all sorts, can't it? So, yeah, we're going to we're gonna attempt to catch up. It really depends on timings, doesn't it? Um, but we are, we're saying it now. Um, we're going to try and catch up just to see what's happening and just press... Re- for us to have a conversation and press record on the old recorder and see what, what you've been up to and then maybe put that out as an episode. That'd be fun, won't it? I know, I don't know what state you'll be in at that point, but yeah, we'll see. We'll Incredibly see what the recording's sleep deprived. like. Yeah, we'll see what the recording's like before I decide whether I'm going to upload it to the internet. Uh, but yeah, we thought that would be really fun while you're in LA. Um, but and don't worry, dear listener, I am also incredibly busy. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm totally booked up. I've got loads of things going on. So uh, I'm, I'm very busy as well, Mark. So I'll have to find some time in my calendar to catch up with you. In Hollywood. Good. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you <laughs> found it something ways to live without me. So. I was. Yeah. I, I was. It's not something that's passed my mind. To be perfectly yeah, honest. But, uh... Right. Let's uh, let's leave it there. Um, our foray into wrestling. Your dream said, has finally come true. I think we said we'd do a quick one, didn't we? Yeah, I did. I keep looking at the clock, and I, yeah. I knew this would happen. I knew you'd just go on a full on. You encouraged me. You enabled me. I know, I have enabled you, haven't I? What a wonderful wife you have. Yes. I love the fact that every time you talk to people about this as well, this is one of my favourite things about this. Whenever you talk to like your mates or your mates like brother or something like that, they all say what a brilliant wife you have. And I I agree. Yeah, Lad at Work said, I've got a very understanding wife. Sorry, Lad at Work's mum apparently said I had a very understanding wife. (laughs) Yes, you do. I mean, wow. I know. (laughs) I don't know how that word spread, but yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. No, but in all seriousness, like, thank you for encouraging me to do this. I know that if you had your time again, you may make a different decision. <laughs> no, I genuinely wouldn't. I think it's brilliant. I think it's really important. And here's my sort of, like, soapbox. But as um, parents of a disabled child who um, have a lot, of, a lot of challenges, like loads and loads of, like, logistical challenges as well, it's really important to find time to do things that you enjoy. Now, this podcast is one of them. So this podcast... I tweeted out the other day, it's just been brilliant for my mental health because when I sit down and I talk to you about telly and film and what we've been watching and have a good argument with you about like what things are good and what things are bad and whether everything everywhere all at once is going to win any Oscars, which I said, no, it won't even be nominated. And look what happened there. Um, you know, when, when we do that, it means that you can put all the other things to one side and just focus on fun stuff and stuff that we really enjoy. And it's really important that we do that with live events as well and that we go to places. So when you rang me and said, oh, I'm kind of thinking about doing something on my own as well, like going somewhere on my own. I was in um, beautiful Wales um, in Snowdonia spending some time with amazing women and writing my book. So, you know, that's really important for me to do that. So it's really important for you to do your version of a writing retreat, which happens to be wrestling in California. California, is that where it is? Well done, well done. Yes. (laughs) You know what, I'm going to put this down as expenses for uh, (laughs) making content for the podcast. Yes, I think you should. Can I get a tax break on this? We don't make any money on this, so probably not. We make no money, we lose money. (laughs) We We lose lose money. money. (laughs) We pay money to have this podcast, yeah. Right, okay, let's... let's, If anyone would like to pay for my Well, well, actually, no, let's not leave it. Yes, if anyone would like to pay for Mark's throat, that would be great. Um, Or um, if anyone would like to... Anyone like to sponsor us, you know, maybe Dave Meltzer and his bears. I'm still going to put that in at the end. One of my my favourite things ever that you showed me. I want the heartbreak bear. 
Is that what he's called? The Heartbreak Bear? I think it's the Love-A-Lot Bear. Love-A-Lot Bear, that's it. <laughs> no, is that not a care bear? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll find we'll out find in out. two minutes we'll when it's on. We'll find out. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, please come back and listen to us talking about TV and film, for that is what we normally do. <laughs> and if you'd like to follow us on social media, um, I will be uploading stuff from LA. So <laughs> yes. um, there'll be lots of tacos, lots of movie locations, and lots of wrestling <laughs> chat. So you can follow us at the Honeymoon Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I think Instagram is probably the one I'm going to concentrate on. It probably on. is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you'd like to leave us a review, probably not based on this episode, <laughs> um, you can God. do so on Apple um, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts yeah. yeah, and Google Podcasts might do something. Who knows? Spotify, you can Spotify, give us, you can give a star rating. Star rating in five stars, please. Five stars, <laughs> or because Dave Meltzer started out on the star ratings, and uh-huh. that's he's like. For some reason, he's become the like guru of star ratings. So he gave a lot of things five stars. He's now had to go beyond five stars on his five star scale because okay. things max quality's got better. So now you can give things seven stars out of five. Wow! How does that cope? How does that, <laughs> does that how make does that, me feel? Yeah. This is because I really don't like it when people say, "Oh, a thousand out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Great. No. Not hundred and ten percent. Hundred ten percent. It's not right. It's not right. Right, the end. Let's finish. No problem. See you later. Are you looking for a creative gift for someone's birthday, a new baby, to wish someone well, or celebrate Valentine's Day? Do something really personal and surprise them with a Bear Graham gift from the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Just call 1-800-829-BEAR and a friendly bear counselor will help you choose from over 100 handcrafted bears for any occasion. Personalized just for them and delivered in a colorful gift box with a new card and delicious chocolate. You can choose from bears like the new baby bear with a baby's with a new baby's name and birth date embroidered on the bib, or the pregnancy bear for someone who's expecting. They've got bears for hobbies and occupations too, like the nurse bear or the teacher bear for Valentine's Day. Just ask about the love bandit or the new lover boy bear with a heart-shaped love tattoo on his arm. Instead of sending flowers from the beautiful Vermont teddy bear, which will be enjoyed forever, you won't believe the reaction you'll get. Bear counselors are ready to help you right now, and it only takes five minutes to order. Overnight and Saturday delivery is guaranteed. 